Hello, hello, hello. Happy Sunday. <gasps> Are you all feeling a little light? I feel a little light. <laughs> so, of course, I am feeling a little light based on the announcement of, you know, the things that are going to happen in the next few weeks. Um, well, reasonably few weeks in Trinidad and Tobago based on, you know, restrictions and that type of thing. So, let me just cover some of that first, right? Um, I got these updates from a friend. Um, and some of the points noted from the press conference hosted by Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley on Saturday, 5th June. Um, first of all, um, the Prime Minister announced that a revised border policy will be announced in the coming days with a view to the controlled reopening of our airports to international travel. This should happen within the next four to six weeks. And I mean, immediately the memes were hilarious. People started showing their dusty passports and that type of stuff and you know it just really um created a bit of brevity in the air i, I can't lie i felt like <sighs> because open borders means you know it's positive it means that things are relaxing a bit and there is a form of freedom that is going to start happening again um of course everything within reason and people are expected to behave responsibly because we don't want to be like the seashells you know, the Seychelles, as you know, would have vaccinated a, a large number of their population and people got really excited and started operating semi-normally. And then what happened? You know, it all went to shit because a lot of people are back in the hospitals and that type of thing. Because again, these vaccines are not 100% um, effective in the sense of that people can still, you know, fall ill. Uh, they just well it's supposed to be that they're guaranteed not to die but clearly that's not the current case in the seashells um even that there there began to be some conversation about whether or not the sinopharm vaccine was um effective enough because you know people were falling ill and stuff again so that's one part of the conversation but anyway as i said brevity um another thing that's happening is well i mean this wasn't such great news but at the end of the day we're going there's literally nothing to do um, it was announced that a weekend curfew from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. will start from tomorrow night, um, well, tonight, uh, June 6th. And that's going to continue for the foreseeable future for a little while. And I, I did see a couple of people complaining, saying, well, you know, um, how are we going to end at 7 p.m.? But uh, what are you doing at 7 p.m. on Sunday? We have to go. Where's the plan? Like what we have going on Sunday night. We have nothing going on. Relax and go home, please. Thanks. Jeez, I swear, Trinis would fight and quarrel about anything and everything. And I can't take you sometimes. Anyhow, right. So, of course, we have a lot of good news with regards to the vaccine. Um, PM, KCR would have said... Um, Trinidad and Tobago will receive 800,000 Johnson & Johnson one-dose vaccines by August. A substantial shipment of Sinopharm vaccines also expected to arrive next Thursday into the country. And so our vaccine outreach programs and stuff are, of course, expected to ramp up. And um, based on the number that we're receiving, we're expecting a huge number of our population. I mean, this should take care of the adult population um, for the most part. Uh, as soon as possible so that we should be able to get 
back on track with a lot of people being vaccinated and you know some form of normalcy within the country um of course the country is also anticipating the delivery of vaccines as a result of the generosity of the biden administration and via the covax facility um the quantity of quantity of course has not been yet confirmed and the country is now targeting an achievement of 60 to 70% rate of vaccination by that time that the schools reopen in mid-September. And to me, that was the greatest news because, geez, these kids have been having a really rough time. These children have really been challenged and, you know, really, really resilient. We always say that children are very resilient if there's nothing else that has proved that there's this, you know, um, it always makes me wonder about how people operate during wartime. Um, what happens to these children? Who do they become as adults? Uh, how do their lives change? Um, you know, even the pressure that we're putting on kids right now. Um, I really hope that things improve when, you know, September comes and they're able to go back to a person-to-person type schooling before, again, uh, even if it's a hybrid version, you know, um, it definitely will put a lot of less stress on parents who have been having to stay home and, and unable to work as they should and that type of thing. You know, it's it's been all around kind of shitty, to be honest, and great in some instances and then really bad in some others. And some people have had really great opportunities and really great things have, have worked out for them during this last year while some of us have also been just having a really rough time and i hope that it all turns out to the best for everybody but for mostly the children i hope they get back to some form of normalcy be able to do their activities again all those things i'm just so excited for my son to just go back out and see his friends and and that type of thing um you know we we all know that everybody's been taking it on and it's been on everybody's mind um but yo it it just didn't quite occur to me um how much our mental health as a collective as a country has been um affected and so i know that it was probably expected that i would talk about a particular thing today but i feel like I'm all talked out about it. Um, and so I'm, I won't even mention it. What I do want to talk about, though, because it's based on this subject, is that earlier on this week, we actually got um, something that was, you know, really, really prevalent in the headlines and so many discussions and think pieces and that kind of thing were mentioning this particular um, sportswoman, Naomi Osaka. And her decision to protect her mental health by deciding to opt out of, you know, going to press conferences, etc., with regard to the French Open. And I want to read a bit of an article for you that was written um, on June 5th, which, well, today, um, in the New York Times with regard to Naomi Osaka. Um, the name of the article is Naomi Osaka and the Language of Fame subtext being the conditions of modern celebrity don't hinge on the press anymore and i want to read that specifically because this part of the article that i'm about to read really just encompassed exactly what i thought about the situation and i want to explain myself after but let me just read you a few lines 
So, the fans lost a few minutes of potentially vulnerable but generally formal interviews with Miss Osaka. Miss Osaka was unburdened of what she felt was an irrelevant obligation, but also burdened with potentially tens of thousands of dollars in fines. The French Tennis Federation lost control over a tradition and the public narrative. On Twitter, an account for the French Open posted, and then deleted, photos of tennis stars engaging with the media with a withering caption. They understood the assignment. Pause. How rude. How rude. How unfortunate. How disgusting. And, you know, people choosing themselves is so difficult. People think... Or, you know, corporations think, um, entities think that they own people. When people walk around here and kill themselves because they've been struggling mentally, then you get all the accolades and all the roses after about, you know, the importance of mental health and protecting your mental health and we didn't know this person was going through this they seem so happy they seem so great but yet when these people ask when they ask when they beg when they request time and space to protect their mental health they are treated like garbage and i'm not even talking about naomi osaka as a black woman although to be quite frank i think if she weren't if she weren't, this likely would not have been an issue. She may have been loaded by the media. But I digress. Let me continue with the parts of the article I want you to hear. Anyway, the press, however, stood to lose the most. And not just a scheduled chance to ask a few questions. As Jonathan Liu, writing for The Guardian, put it, the great conceit of the press conference is that it basically is a direct line from the athlete to the public at large. But, hard as it is to believe, Miss Osaka's function as an entertainer and corporate billboard is contingent on her playing tennis at an appointed hour rather than being forced to sit in a windowless room explaining herself to a room full of middle-aged men, he wrote. And I feel like that is the point. If I am supposed to play at a particular time, like the point of me being who I am, the point of me having this particular platform is that I am playing a game at a specific time, performing within this, this specific realm. That should really be the purpose rather than I'm sitting in a room trying to explain myself at a game you would have already looked at you would have already critiqued you already have your opinions about it that you're going to just ask me questions to put me on spot to make me feel low about my game or to make me feel bad about my game we've seen what has been happening to Serena Williams for years for for forever both Serena and Venus Williams, regardless of how great their games are, they are riddled, riddled with questions and accusations and assumptions by the media all the time about what they should and should not have done within a game. And Naomi Osaka, as a young woman, still has to go through that as well. Nobody has learned over time how really to manage this particular, you know, part of sport. And it's unfair. 
it's unfair and i'm so proud of her for choosing her i'm so proud of her for choosing her mental health and so that's what today's topic is about about choosing your mental health and realizing you know becoming so self-aware that you know that something is wrong and that you're able to harness you know the power of being able to manage your mental health being able to see that something is wrong and and you know choose to to seek help because seeking help is no longer a vulnerability um even in being vulnerable you know (laughs) there's a strength in it and I'm just happy that the conversation happened this week so that we can talk more about this. So anyway, um, before I go there, of course, you all know, I want to share the word of the day. I hope you guys have been using the words of the day, um, actually getting to utilize the information that you've had and finding ways to work it into your vocabulary. Um, Today's word is stultify. Um, S-T-U-L-T-I-F-Y, stultify, and it is a verb used without object. It is to render absurdly or wholly futile or ineffectual, especially by degrading or frustrating means. And I'm just going to give you a quick quote. Such critics stultify themselves by coarseness of view and sometimes of expression with which they meet the grossness they condemn. New Poetry of the Rosettes and Others, The Atlantic, January 1882. Think about the French media when I said this. Anyway, that is the word of the day. Find a way to use it in your vocabulary. It's really not that difficult. And, you know, up your ante this week. Use something that, you know, is going to roll off the tongue and mean something. Use it in context too, but guys... Lately, I've found that I've been around a few people who've been using some rather large words out of context. And um, I feel like it's a plague and it's probably going to get to me too. So let's not. <laughs> let's stop that. All right. Um, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. It's with a really good friend of mine, a really close friend of mine. And I'm so grateful that she was able to be open, so open and so vulnerable to share her experiences and what was happening with her mental health and her decision to choose herself and her mental health and what she discovered. There is also a referral for a particular um, local psychiatrist who, um, who's apparently very good. So his information is somewhere in here. Take you know a pen or pencil and paper, write it down when you get the chance if you feel like you need help. Um, you can use these both resources that will be mentioned within today's podcast. And I will see you at the end of it. So thank you very much for joining me. You're most um, welcome. <laughs> I'm very happy to have you on this one. And um, well, as you know, I wanted to talk about mental health, right? Um I mean, we've been friends for pretty pretty long time now, um, and you're one of the people that I generally have a lot of conversations with, especially in depth conversations about mental health. Um, you're one of the people who generally encourage me all the time to, you know, get, did you make an appointment with your therapist? You know, check in. Um, this is available. That is available. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? 
I really appreciate it because it's really helped me. Therapy on the whole just really helped me to be able to, to, to float or to even just be able to keep paddling sometimes rather than getting drowned with, you know, everything that makes us feel the way we're feeling. Uh-huh. And, um, in this entire pandemic situation, um, it really, therapy really helped me to stay afloat. And I wanted to talk to you about your journey with mental health because I've gone through some things recently, getting certain information, that type of thing. And I wanted to know, okay, so when you initially started to, you know, think about that or even apply it in your world, um, what I'd like to encourage you to get started? Okay. Um, well, I've started therapy probably about three. It could be three years ago, four years ago, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And um, I started therapy. It really was from a hurt, from a breakup. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to navigate through any of it. And uh, I decided to go to therapy. And well, as you know, where we work, mm-hmm. they offer um, EAP. Mm-hmm. And I just decided to go. I had no expectations. I had no anything. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. went. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wasn't afraid of anything, to be honest. I just never had thought about it before, thought mm-hmm. about it then, and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Right. And I went. Right. And um, I just want to start off by saying that it probably was one of the best decisions that I've ever made in my life. Right. Because it's been a really remarkable <laughs> really knowledgeable, really me finding journey mm-hmm, going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point right now where therapy is part of my my life. Every single month I have an appointment right. with my therapist. And as of recently, I actually now go to a therapist and a psychiatrist. And right. well, of course, we will get into that. <laughs> we'll get into the details of that, right? Um, mm. But I actually have visits. Um, of course, now they're virtual. And mm-hmm. it's something that I can't see myself not having. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I could say the same. No, um, it's it's very necessary. You know, uh-huh. sometimes I kind of feel like I could say about it myself. You know, I'm good. I don't need to talk to, you know. But... Um, the reality is, man, sometimes you really do need an outside eye looking in to kind of help draw you to the conclusions that you need to, to get to. Yeah. And then, so, it's not only, I don't only go because I have this burden problem or because I have this mm-hmm. burden question. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just go because you just want to talk about what happened in your month. And right. sometimes, you know, you... You don't even know that you're having a moment or you don't even know that you're having a thought that could potentially be limiting, you know? Right. And yeah. just having that conversation with your therapist helps you realize, yo, well, wow, mm-hmm. look at that. <laughs> this is yeah. something that I probably need to look at or this is something that I would have grown with or, you know, it's a nice, good way to measure your progress as well. Yeah, and put things into perspective too, right? Because Correct. 
you're not really sometimes we're not paying attention we're just living right we're doing everything correct day to day and there's no you ain't counting <laughs> you're not checking no you just every day you get up you get up mm-hmm. i mean at least this is my life right i right. get up and I do what I usually do and I go about my day. And then, of course, some days are better than some, and um, particularly during this pandemic, especially mm-hmm. during this SOE. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just need that extra push. Because yeah. it's not just about yeah. walking out the door. It's about walking out, walking out the door, feeling armored. Um, yeah, feeling, feeling strong. Feeling strong, mm-hmm. feeling confident. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Therapy is a great way to measure that growth, to, to reinforce that strength, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel like, like right now with the, with the pandemic and like the SOE. So, I mean, we had been meeting up ever so often. We sit on by your house and chat or whatever for a couple of hours until, you know, it's time to go home. Because mm-hmm. we are not nuts to do right. There no, there's no after work line. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's no after work line. There's no nothing. Unless we bounce up in the grocery. That's as much as we could do. <laughs> you understand? And, you know, um, the things before that gave us sort of relief, you know, we don't have that anymore. Um, you Do you feel like, listen, therapy is a good salve for what it is that's going on right now for you? Or do you still feel like um, it's not a zero-sum game? Like you can go to therapy but you also still need like the comfort of your friends or your relationships oh most definitely i mean therapy Mm -hmm. does not replace conversations with your friends Mm -hmm. i mean it doesn't replace it it doesn't replace any of those um other relationships whether it's Mm -hmm. with your um emotional partner whether it's with your friends or anybody Mm -hmm. it's just there as a booster or bolster rather. And right. um, it, I would, I would even say some of the things that I speak about with my therapist, I may not even speak about it with my friends because mm-hmm. maybe there's no need or sometimes yes. the conversation with my therapist goes in a direction that I may not have thought of before, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, it's not, it, it does not replace the other. One does not replace the other. And I would also say that even though you have great relationships with your partner, with your friends, and you, you have deep conversations, it should not replace that. Piece of therapy, yeah. No, because yeah. one of the things that we have to remember is that your therapist, psychiatrist, mm-hmm. whatever name, mm-hmm. these people are trained to identify the things that us regular mm-hmm. folk can't see. Correct. Yeah. And, and you know what? A lot of times people don't, people decide not to do therapy or not to do certain things like that because they're mm-hmm. like, well, no book could teach you how to relate. How to, to you. Me. No book right? could teach you how to you. Correct. And, <laughs> but... and not just how to you, but as a person who is dealing with me, they're like, well, what's going on with me is unique and no book could tell you how to make me better or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. But I mean... Did you have that challenge at the beginning when doing therapy? And the reason I'm asking you this question is because I want people who are listening to really just kind of grasp that um, the decision to, to, to go to therapy, I think, is a, is a big one, a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, the decision to continue therapy, um, of course, is, is natural once you find that you're getting help. But 
to fight that inertia, right? Um, to 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 fight the, the need to debunk everything this person is saying to you. Like, did you have a challenge with that when you just started? Like, you no. know, this person talking to you and you're like, she's talking shit on No, no. So I'll be <laughs> honest. See, you know that, that cliche thing that you hear all the time people say therapy only works if you do the work? Mm-hmm. It is so true. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, the first piece of work I had to do even before I got to my very first session was I had mm-hmm. to come to terms with the fact that, listen, whatever it is that you have to say that you may mm-hmm. feel ashamed about, mm-hmm. that person done here about this 10,000 times from 10,000 people and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they really yeah. don't. And, and when I say that they don't care, it's not that they don't care about you and your health. No, they just... It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. And, and listen... We in 2021 or whenever year I started, these people been doing these things for years. Therapy has been happening for centuries. You're like, mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. can tell them that they're never here. <laughs> All right. So right. At, at a minimum, my expectation was I'm just going to go there, be 100% open with whatever comes out. And right. let's just see where it goes. Because... The work that you have to do is being open. If you don't tell your therapist or you don't open mm-hmm. up to your therapist about the things that's really happening in your mind and your heart, mm-hmm. then it's not going to work. At the end of the day, let's be real. Every single thing and everything you feel and the way that you experience life, everything goes back to the mind, right? Yeah, yeah. Perspective controls. It drives. <laughs> it drives mm-hmm. how you live. So if you want to have a different experience, you want to have a new perspective, you're going to have to be open to release and receive. Correct. You have to be yeah. able to, to or be open to do the work. At, yeah, you have to be open to do the work. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with that. And I mean, I, I saw it for myself as well, you know, sometimes um, I get a list before we finish, you know, don't forget that you need to start journaling and write it this mm-hmm. and write it that and try this and try mm-hmm. that. And I will say that not just therapy but even therapy mixed with meditation really helped me to just kind of not yes internalize things correct so for me it's interesting as you say meditation because for me my um my journey Mm -hmm. with therapy um Mm -hmm. a couple of months before that i started doing yoga and Mm -hmm. when i started yoga i got introduced to meditated i mean yes i've heard about it before but mm-hmm. i could have never mm-hmm. actually done it or or i could have mm-hmm. i i thought i couldn't do it then let's say it like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um going to therapy and finding out that doing meditation and even creating that stillness with your body through yoga is also a form of therapy yeah you understand mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah um it uh, for me as i as i've said it's my go-to. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that I can't see, I, I've said it before again, I mean, I've said mm-hmm. it before in this call that I really can't see myself not having this. I, I mean, there may be points in my life where I may not have it as frequently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, I can't see myself not having it because there are so many interesting things to learn about yourself. There's so many interesting mm-hmm. It's so interesting to be self-aware and live in the present. Yeah. And not live yeah. in the past and not live 
holding on to everything else that were problems that you may or may not have known, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so interesting to live yourself truly in control or in, in the most control that you've been ever mm-hmm. and actually feeling as strong as people may actually see you to be when you don't actually feel it or may not have felt it, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Um, I like that you said in, you know, with, with people seeing you, um, you know, in a way that, that, that sometimes you don't see yourself and a lot correct. of times you don't see ourselves. We just see how strong we are or even how weak we are in certain instances. Well, remember, um, we can't, right? We, we are not experiencing correct. ourselves. We just live in. <laughs> correct. It really is something. And I feel like, you know, um, one of the things about therapy, it really gives it at that point of introspection and, and just, just really a matter of you being able to, to grab your truth by the horns now because being able to see yourself and to see yourself grow um, to observe your journey because people seeing us as one thing us not seeing ourselves as another but being able to identify right which for me is what therapy really helped with and even the meditation being able to identify that something was wrong Mm-hmm. Um, identify your triggers mm-hmm. yeah but not mm-hmm. even triggers so much because triggers i still think are, are, are tricky um when you don't completely understand yourself or your situation mm-hmm. but you're so even, right to even identify that something is wrong like this this sleeping late everyday thing is not laziness mm-hmm. or um tired because you need vitamins you know it could be because something is going on in your subconscious that you're not mm-hmm. or overeating or overeating. or anything mm-hmm. or anything or a simple yeah. thing as constantly running back to your ex like whatever it is all of mm-hmm. these things are things that we would not normally identify as problems necessarily um, right. or as things that we need to have checked because mm-hmm. again we just live in right right um mm-hmm. so what I would say is that as it pertains to therapy, it definitely helped me identify my triggers, which was very interesting because it has allowed me to now make better decisions as it pertains to my response to life right. and people mm-hmm. and situations, right? Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I've never been before and I'm still learning to do is be gentle with life and be gentle with myself and gentle with mm-hmm. people. I've, I've had anger issues and I didn't even know that I had anger issues, right? Right. Um, and there were so many um, traumas that I were battling again that I didn't even know were traumas because I was just living mm-hmm. and therapy right. helped me to put all of those things into perspective. It helped me um, figure out how to deal with so many things. And one of the big, one of the biggest things that I had to deal with, which is, it's not the biggest, but one of the biggest things I had to deal with was a simple thing as why I work so much. <laughs> right. Right. Why, you know, mm-hmm. like being able to understand what causes that and being able to understand how to mm-hmm. remedy that just so that right. I could have peace of mind, you know, and yeah. um, therapy actually is what led me to now be being able to see or now needing to see a psychiatrist because mm-hmm. one of the things I've struggled with for a long time without even realizing that I struggled with it was being able mm-hmm. to complete things. Um, right. I usually get bored very easily and um, mm-hmm. 
even in academic pursuits or whatever, whenever things get to a point where, yo, I don't feel like doing this, I just won't, you know? I've had a lot of freedom with the way I've lived from a very young age. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, fine, I don't want to do this anymore. Leave it. And that's it, yeah. And that's it, right? But in 2020, um, when when COVID started and borders became closed i decided to start a master's right Mm -hmm. um well as you know i travel extensively so i usually my my year and my life is usually planned around my travel so i've never Mm -hmm. been able to really commit to any anything that required me to be stagnant for too long because if it interrupted my travel it was a no so I decided to start a master's because I was like, okay, well, there's nothing else to do right now. So let's do this. And right. it actually ended up being really great because it, everything was online. So even if um, the borders did reopen, I wouldn't be missing anything, right? Because right. we were online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, while doing the actual work was technically and practically very easy for me, mm-hmm. the hardest part was to get in to do the work committing committing Mm -hmm. the time right and um that showed up in a huge way um Mm -hmm. in 2020 and i raised it in my i raised it with my therapist you know Mm -hmm. and i started looking at things because my thing is okay once i focus within three to five days i was done with an outstanding paper, getting distinctions and all my papers. But you see, to get to that three to five days, Mm -hmm. it was the most difficult thing ever. So in speaking to my therapist about it, um, actually a couple of days before I went to one of my sessions, I heard a podcast about ADHD um, Mm -hmm. with black executives, female black executives and how it affects them. And I was like, I mean, because my brain would have never thought about you know, having About any ADHD, yeah, or any type of mental illness, really, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I started to feel very much like, oh my God, when I listened to the podcast and I joined the support group and I started doing research on really what ADHD was, mm-hmm. um, I was convinced this is what was causing me to not have focus. So right. when I spoke to my therapist, she's like, here's what. I am not able to do this diagnosis for you. So if we really want to get more information or to find out if something is really happening, mm-hmm. I'm going to refer you to a psychiatrist, which she did. And right. I must say, I went to the psychiatrist. He's really awesome. Um, his name is Dr. Tayo, and he's located in the Ask building on the Eastern Main Road, close to um, the St. Joseph Main Lights by the mosque there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where he's located, right? Okay. Dr. Tayo. He's yeah, really, really great. Accessible. Very accessible, right? Yeah. And I would even say now, um, my sessions with him have, they've transitioned um, to online, which is even better. Right. You know? Okay, good. So, yeah. And um, I went in there, basically convinced I had ADHD. And mm-hmm. I, you know, listed out why I felt I had it. And he was like, you know what? So let's talk about you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I went through my life and he asked certain questions and I answered them. And he's like, well, off the bat, I can tell you, you do not have ADHD. Definitely you do not. Like mm-hmm. you do not 
form the frame of somebody who has ADHD at all. But okay. there is something going on and you actually have, um, you actually fall into the group of what is called cluster B, borderline mm-hmm. personality disorder. <clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you know your friend. I was there like, oh, what? <laughs> like what? Like, what oh, are you talking boy. about? Oh. I was like, what are you talking about? So, of course, you know, he would have gone through the process of explaining what that is and how it affects people. And one of the things I scored really high for um, was impulsiveness. Mm-hmm. And that is... Which you are very impulsive. Extreme. Listen, <laughs> when that man framed me up, mm-hmm. listen, <laughs> a blind person, can I say, yeah, that's she. <laughs> oh, good grief. Wow. That day, wow. dilute. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, that must I'll have be... felt so naked. Eh? Now, listen, um, aside from the, the, the feeling of being naked didn't hit me as yet. Mm-hmm. I was just, while I was in his presence, because my first session with him was um, live in prison, mm-hmm. I was just really cravages for information. Because I was like, okay, if you're going to say this is what I have, I need to know what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of course. But I can tell you, from the minute I got to my car, mm-hmm. it was Meltdown Central. Yes. Because yes. it was me needing to accept right there and then. Mm-hmm. Sis, yeah, something. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't... Some things in the sense of, yeah, yeah, you don't start to judge yourself. Like, oh God, I'm mad. What's wrong with me? You know, the conversation, your internal conversation start to go in the wrong direction. So that part, as it pertains Mm -hmm. to the internal conversation, is actually what knocked me. I wouldn't even say for six. It was like knocked Mm -hmm. me for a hundred. Because there was so much shame. Because Mm -hmm. the reality of it is that I had to... I mean, I would have spoken to a couple of my friends about what I was feeling and why I felt like I needed to go to a psychiatrist or the fact that I was referred to a psychiatrist, Mm -hmm. my parents, my partner. And I had to go home now and tell all these people, yeah, well, I do have something. And it's Mm -hmm. not ADHD. It's Mm -hmm. this thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I was very ashamed of that. Then there was the guilt because when I started doing more research and I started to recall the things that Dr. Tayo had said, mm-hmm. it put into perspective the way that I handle certain situations, certain, certain relationships, um, right. where I may have hurt people in the past or, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a huge, huge, mm-hmm. huge weight because mm-hmm. it's a matter of, yo, <laughs> this really me. Yeah, you know, and even even a matter of maybe I wasn't even right in that point. I was yeah. just really being impulsive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um. I understand. And that actually made me very depressed. Um, depressed mm-hmm. to the point where it was difficult to go to work. It was difficult to to do anything. Like right. I just felt so crippled by having to accept everything that came with. Hearing the fact that, you know, I have borderline borderline personality disorder Mm -hmm. and the reason 
that you possibly can't complete things is because you get bored very easily. Mm-hmm. And because you score high for impulsiveness, you know, and because you've always had the freedom to be as impulsive as you've wanted, mm-hmm. you, don't, mm-hmm. you don't focus on anything. Yeah. No light, you focus, you do it for two minutes and then you're good. That's, That's it. it. I can move on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, that was, that was, that was a big thing to swallow. Um, mm. And then I would also say that at the time when I got that diagnosis, I was just, my grandmother had recently passed, you know, so mm-hmm. I was still dealing with the grief from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. My partner and I attempted to have a baby yet again, and it was a failed situation. So I was mm-hmm. dealing with the loss of that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, girl, it was just a lot. It's a lot at once. It's a lot at once to go through. Yeah. Um, in addition to the fact to be told something like a, yes. a, a diagnosis. Yeah, I mean, you're mm-hmm. not being told, yeah, you have cancer, but mm-hmm. at the same time, to know that this thing is is actually um this this mental situation is is essentially mm-hmm. the way you behave the way you think mm-hmm. you know you have to be so much more attentive and, and so let's aware. talk about that a little bit you see mm-hmm. that part that part where now because i know um mm-hmm. that <laughs> i have a tendency to be extremely impulsive in everything you overthink I am now going through a situation where I overthink everything. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I don't like it. Um, right. Because I feel very bridled. And um, mm-hmm. I would say that growing up, I've never necessarily been a fearful person. Right. And now, I mean, fear started to creep in with me maybe over the last 18 months. And mm-hmm. it was already crippling. But I didn't know how I didn't know what crippling was until I found out this thing. And now it's a situation of I feel so powerless against everything. Or I should Mm -hmm. say I felt so powerless at the time when I found out, you know, towards everything, because it's Mm -hmm. like I second guess everything. And that is Mm -hmm. normally not me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean that's that and that's the thing. How I know you to be is you know, hey girl, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Me, okay, cool. <laughs> the next day, you know, I call so and so and so to do this and da 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 and um, we'll be ready. What are you talking about? <laughs> Remember, tell her yesterday we're gonna do this. I was like, yes, but that was yesterday. How is it done already? Like, I what know. is, you know, you I know. really, you, and, and, but for me, I, I didn't see that so much as impulsiveness, but that it was a, you know, a, a get it attitude. It was an attitude of, yes, whatever it is, I want to get it done. And I absolutely love that about you. But I do think that there are going to be times where you can't just jump in the water. Correct. So I think that's you know? where you're at now in terms of sec- second guessing yourself. Is this the right time now? Or... Right. And then also trying to figure out, okay, what are the things that I want to go ahead with and the things I don't want to go ahead with? You know, I'll be honest, I hate it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like living with this type of restraint. Yeah. And, um, so of course, you know, I would have had, I would have to, and I continue to have sessions with my psychiatrist. And mm-hmm. um, my second session with him was really around my con, was really around a conversation I had based on the fact that I, 
went to him saying, listen, I think I want to be medicated because mm-hmm. I, um, I never felt depression like this. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, it was bad. There were days I right. couldn't even get to work. There are days I couldn't mm-hmm. even make it to the shower. You know, like it mm-hmm. was bad. And nothing was happening. It's as if though my brain, it was either mm-hmm. dead silent mm-hmm. or completely recent. There was yeah. no in between. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was, I was a nervous wreck and I just didn't like the way my body felt. So I mm-hmm. went to him and I said, yo, I think I need to be medicated. And then we had a conversation around that. And he was like, no, well, actually, you don't need to be medicated because mm-hmm. how you are feeling is actually completely normal. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the way that you are attempting to process this with the guilt and with the shame mm-hmm. and all of that, you know. Yeah, um, those are natural, natural Those are natural parts, responses, natural yeah. you know, he said, and... Uh, Yes, I know it feels real shitty right now, mm-hmm. but you're not going to feel like this. He said, and I'm going to help you through not feeling like this. And actually, he brought me to a point of understanding that having a diagnosis for a mental illness, particularly mm-hmm. the one that I was diagnosed for, is not a death sentence. Mm-hmm. And it does not mean that your life was a failure or will be a failure or any of those things. Right. Because um, even in that, through that conversation, I should say, I got to realize that <clears throat> some of the best parts of me, some of the greatest triumphs I've had, some of the greatest growths that I've had, it was yeah. because I was so damn impulsive and I was so fearless mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I was able to do things that persons at my age at that time weren't able to do. You know, right. and um, because I was so impulsive and mm-hmm. in, in his word, so impulsively determined, mm-hmm. um, I'd put in a lot of effort in terms of just trying to find myself right. and uh, heal these things, you know, yeah. that were bothering mm-hmm. me. And um, I have myself, I would say, cast that, you know, one of the greatest things that I've developed <laughs> as an impulsively thinking person is my mm-hmm. love for travel. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I started traveling when I was 19 years old and mm-hmm. I went, I got a visa on my own and I took a trip on my own. And from that, it was history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. to so many countries around the world, whether it is with people, whether it is solo. And I can tell you, <laughs> most of the times it's very impulsive decisions to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I would mm-hmm. sit at my desk, I would see a fly deal come across and I would think about nothing else. I would book it and I'll be gone. And these experiences I've had while I was traveling um, mm-hmm. were some of the best times I've had in my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. so he led me to understand that, you know, it's not a death sentence. And mm-hmm. that is kind of where I am now. Right. More the point of finding understanding balance. and finding balance. Understanding mm-hmm. that while, okay, in the past you may have made some shitty decisions, um, that doesn't have to be a future. And mm-hmm. especially now, um, knowing that I have, a, you know, tendency to just be a little rash Mm -hmm. I could Mm -hmm. actually decide 
how I'm going to deal with this now. Right. That's not to say that something's not going to happen in the future um, that I may, you know, not treat with 100% politically correctly. Right. But um, at least I'm in a better position to know. Yeah, to be more self-aware. Yeah, yes. and, and just to be able to temper yourself sometimes mm-hmm. so that you know whether or not you're making a good decision or not. Correct. Um, not to second guess or anything, but just to know, Correct. like, okay, okay, let's not, let's not ride off into the sunset here. Mm-hmm. It's not a kind of party, mm-hmm. you know? How do you feel? Do you feel better now in terms of now that you know, okay, there is a diagnosis, you are in control of it. Like, do you have a goal for yourself? Um, in terms of where you would like to be mental health wise, or is it that this is a developing type of? I think I would say it's developing. And Mm -hmm. what I will definitely say is that now where I am Mm -hmm. is definitely not where I was in terms of being being depressed, feeling broken, Mm -hmm. feeling like I was crazy, feeling Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's a noose around my neck or a ticking time bomb in my chest just waiting to go off, right? Because that's right. how I felt when I got the news. Um, I definitely don't feel that way now. But in terms right. of having a goal, I don't necessarily have a goal or end result of where I want to be as it pertains to this mental health issue. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to just go along with it and see it through and try mm-hmm. my best as situations present themselves to be rational. Um, right. Because I also don't want to be so clinical to over plan and be so um, regimented with my life. Because while I understand that, yes, borderline personality disorder with persons who identify for higher persons means that, you know, I could be impulsive. Mm -hmm. I still want to have fun. I'm a very fun loving person. And I still Mm -hmm. want to have certain freedoms. And I don't want to put myself in a box. You know, I still want to identify as myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and I just one of the things I know that I want for myself mm-hmm. is freedom yeah up to and including freedom from my own mind mm-hmm. and uh, I mean I don't have all the answers mm-hmm. but along the way I've learned so many things along the way thus far and I'm sure there are millions more things that I have to learn and that I will encounter and I will learn from. And I could just hope that I make the right decisions for myself mm-hmm. to be as free as I want to be as time progresses, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, understanding what this diagnosis means or what people in this category experience, um, mm-hmm. it's allowed me to understand why I love the arts so much. Um even though it's been in a small capacity, why I've been so philanthropic and it's actually leading me more towards things that I love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's one thing you know about me is that the way I look at artistic expression is, it's a little bit different than the way some of my peers would look at it. Um, mm-hmm. I place a lot of value on it. Because it's mm-hmm. things that I genuinely love, yeah? And right. I respect people who can find the beauty of their life and just live as freely, as openly as they want. Mm-hmm. And I guess <laughs> I'm just gravitating there, you know? So yeah. Yeah. that's as much as I can say. Um, again, as I said, of course, there are going to be things that I, I'm probably going to struggle with, but I'll deal with mm-hmm. that when I come. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, you just find this out anyway. You just found this out. This is not a two-year diagnosis or anything like that. No, you just found it out. And further to that, if you're finding this out in the midst of a friggin' panna cotta, so (laughs) (laughs) you know how does this really affect you? You have no idea because real, actual life is not happening right now. Mm. Everything we are doing is just under so much pressure. I feel like we are operating in a vacuum. I know. Everything we do is somehow aggrandized, you know, it just makes it feel scarier. Um, mm-hmm. uh, anxiety is, is just, you know, it continues to just hover over us for so many different ways, reasons. And Cass, and I'm telling you, I was never an, well, I don't want to say I wasn't an anxious person, but I've never mm-hmm. experienced it in a way that, I'm ex- that I have experienced it during this, as you call it, panic cutter. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. um, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I cannot imagine living a life in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this no, is, it's tough. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is tough. It is tough feeling. It's yeah, very tough. Time. I, I it's know. really tough. I, it is, it's not a life I want for anybody. And uh, Before I knew it was anxiety, I, it, uh, for a long time in my life, I didn't realize that, that it was anxiety. Mm-hmm. you know um i just thought that this is what it is i'm just scared <laughs> i mean the, the thing about it is it's like when it is that we have the feelings um it's not like it is jump up and be like hey i'm depression i'm here i'm gonna Correct. take a little seat at the edge of your mind for a moment mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. what happens yeah mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. go ahead living your life and assuming the way you feel is normal yeah. you know until you realize it's not. And then even yeah. when you realize it's not, it's not, it still takes a lot of courage and it still takes a lot of, a lot of emphasis to decide mm-hmm. or, to, or to do the work to feel differently. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like um, just looking at inspirational quotes or, I mean, affirmations mm. are powerful and they work, but it's it's not it's not going to work on its own yeah you know and it's not that simple too huh? because it's you know, not there, there's a difference between being active in 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 your redemption in your manifestation right to manifest things mm-hmm. and whether it's a good mood or actual thing you have to be in it you, you have, have to, to be, be self-aware in it. and yeah yeah you know um but when you're just you're just regurgitating whatever because you think that this is the the answer uh-huh. without being self-aware and, and really committing to it, then it's it's just, you know, wind, in wind. Uh-huh. It, it, it doesn't serve any true purpose, so it doesn't quite help you. And then you wonder why nothing is happening, why you're not uh-huh. feeling better. And it's because you're not actually putting the effort that you have to. And, and in, in all fairness to people and to everybody, including myself, sometimes uh-huh. you, you can't. Yeah. Because yeah. I would say that, the reason that I went to the psychiatrist, it was because I had an issue with focus, right? Now, right. I don't have this issue with focus with everything in my life, but particularly mm-hmm. when it comes to um, academics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. clearly I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, today, today is a holiday where we live. I have papers due. I have things that I need to submit. And probably I was up probably since 5 a.m. And mm-hmm. from 5.10, okay. You're going to get and do three hours of work, four hours of work, five hours of work. I have not touched my computer for the day. And mm-hmm. it's not because I decided to be lazy because every 20 minutes I'm reminding myself, um, um, you have something to do. 
mm-hmm. but something yeah, is fighting me. You know, I can't seem to just drag myself. I can't to seem to drag down. myself to yeah. do it, and you know and and you know, so it it it's a it's a work in progress, and there are going to be yes. days. There are going to be days when you feel so powerful and so brave mm-hmm. and so alive, and you're going to go out there and you're going to smash things, and you're going to mm-hmm. feel good because let's be real, when you win at something, it's a motivator and it drives you to just yeah, keep yeah. on going. And then there are going to be days when you're not going to be able to do that, right? There are going to be days where you present to the world and you are going to be out there and people are going to see you as they normally see you and you are going to be showing up, but um, you're not really there. Yeah. You're physically there. 100%, yeah. Yeah, but you're not really there, you know? And and it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult to navigate it. Um, it's difficult to navigate it knowing um, the limitations of your mind. It's mm-hmm. even more difficult to navigate it not knowing the um, limitations of your mind. It's mm-hmm. difficult to navigate it if, you, if your external circumstances or external environment is also affecting it. Because what I can say is that one of the things that I'm fortunate to have is mm-hmm. a peaceful space. My right. home is a peaceful space. Mm-hmm. You don't get to come into my cocoon unless my energy aligns with yours. You know, like I don't yeah. have a challenge where I live, um, you know, that, that is further constricted, but there are people who don't have that luxury. Correct. You know, Correct. so all of these factors contribute to how fast a person could bounce back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we can't take that for granted. And... And it's also a point why we also need to check in on our friends because yes, everybody has shit going on and sometimes we don't yeah. have the energy to and that's perfectly fine. But when mm-hmm. you have the energy to and that, that person that you love, that you care just about just crosses your mind, just check in because you know what? Sometimes people are out here screaming and you just can't hear it. Correct. That is so true. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that point about about checking on your on your people is a real thing eh? i mean i'm guilty mm-hmm. of not being somebody who checks in all the time um i'm not a check-in type of person but i know the way i am is you know if you need me i'm there you Correct. Know? Um, <laughs> so yeah as long as i know you need me i come in but i'm not the hey how you going today how you going mm-hmm. today how you going today type of thing and i've had to you know actively continue to to prod myself to be like okay you need to check in on so and so today you need Mm -hmm. to check in you know because it it takes effort that's the reality it takes effort and and people appreciate effort so and not only that right let me give you let me let me kind of shift the perspective a little bit so throughout the history of time right there they've been great accomplishments, people accomplish great things, and there are many people in the world that we know for all the great things they've done, right? Mm -hmm. But what we don't really hear about so much are the people who supported those people or who pushed those people. And Mm -hmm. sometimes our role, our purpose, our destiny is to just be that support for somebody else, Um, is to show up for somebody, um, you know, if we are to take it in the most extreme circumstance, right? Like, let's say you're looking at a movie and somebody is about to, you know, try to do some sort of self-harm. And then you have mm-hmm. this one person who is not connected to that character at all show up and try to save that person. And then that mm-hmm. person 
who was about to do self harm actually goes on to to have a really great life. But mm-hmm. if that person didn't have that one person that stop them from dropping off that cliff at that point in time, they would not be mm-hmm. able to have that great life to be, be as inspirational. Story. That would be the end of their story. So sometimes our purpose mm-hmm. in another person's mental health journey or in mm-hmm. in in another person's day is just to say hey okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's up just to touch base just to touch base and give a little mm-hmm. light and give a little love you know yeah it's a true thing uh, it's important for us to show up when we can one of the things that i did recently which was so out of character for me was i was having a really bad day right um mm-hmm. I started back doing yoga, started back meditating, and I was having a series of good days. And then one day I got up and I was just feeling really low. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't in any mood to just reach out to everybody and then have to explain what was going on because at that point I didn't really tell everybody as yet who were close to me about my diagnosis, right? Right. And I posted on social media, yo, listen, X, Y, and Z is the case, Z, Y, X is the case. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking people to just say us what I just want light and prayers and good energy because a fighting, I'm willing to fight. But today, and Cass, I'll be honest, like I put up that post and the whole day it was just a whole big knot of anxiousness in my chest because it's like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. yeah. Um because you're not a social media person. So. You know, um I literally you literally just jump out and let everybody know what's going on mm-hmm. in a cell. And I was really panicking about that. But um right. it turned out to be one of the best things I've done because mm. The amount of check-in that happened on that day and that continues to happen. I'm talking about over 100 messages. Mm-hmm. And it was it was what I needed. And yeah. people referring me to med- guided meditations and listening to mantras. And people were calling me to pray with me. And people were sending energy and sending light. And, you know, like... There were people who um, were really close to me. Like, they were like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, sis, I didn't realize all of this was going on, and I'm so sorry for not checking in sooner. And whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Support showed up. Yeah. And yeah. I needed it. And the support continues to show up up to yesterday, up to last night. Um, somebody was like, hey, you know, you just crossed my mind, you crossed my spirit. How you going, you know? How you feeling mm-hmm. now? And sometimes that's all you need, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, that even draws to me a reference because a lot of times people talk about social media and it's like, you know, why are you posting a business on social media and that kind of thing? And people get a lot of flack for saying how they feel or for saying something okay. that matters to them or, or, or being vulnerable in a public space, a virtual public space, okay. you know, because, you know, we grew up so... Um, Close. understand you know we have to be mm, we have mm. to hide everything yeah you have money hide it yeah doing something hide it it's always hiding something at that i don't know what it is with our generation but they love to hide it. our mm-hmm. parents are talking about mm-hmm. and 
you know, we get so much criticism for being vulnerable in open spaces. But when you are not vulnerable in open spaces, people don't know you're going through shit. You don't and get they help. Can't offer their help. You understand? I, I mean, let's be real, Cass. Social media could be such a stripping and stripping place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Space. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, when I put up the post, I literally put up, I was like, I don't care, redo this information, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. um, because I was just really fed up with whatever I was feeling. But yeah. it in that moment, it showed me that it could also be a place where I could get great support. And um, mm-hmm. the connections that I made was really good. I mean, everybody, my, my profile on Instagram is private. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's people who I didn't give approval to see it in the first place that's seeing it. Right. You know, um, and... I needed it and I was able to access it and I it it I I was able to access it in in a huge way in mm-hmm. a short period of time. And uh, you know, one of the funny things that came out of that is there's so many messages it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're going through these things and you're so strong. And I'm like, what do you mm-hmm. talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. I am just living, I am just getting up every day. I'm just living mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is a I say that to make the point that we should never assume that because we see people living Present, a certain yeah, way strong, or yeah. presenting as what you consider to be strength, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that that person doesn't need a check-in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? That's um, truth. And uh, I would say normally, I mean you this is something that you know and the people that know me well know that my support circle is strong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like when i need people to show up for me they show up for me but what i will also say is that because of um the panakata <laughs> and <laughs> with the exception of the few people who live here a lot of my people don't live in this country so yeah. i don't have access to them and uh, Yes, there is, you know, different... Virtual doesn't quite... The virtual way sucks. I mean, it does yes. not... It nothing beats sitting down mm-hmm. on the floor in my sister's apartment. I mean, and the person I'm speaking about, she's not my blood sister, but we've our relationship has developed to be that over time. Nothing right. beats sitting down on the floor of her apartment in Brooklyn and just releasing, <laughs> you mm. know? Yeah, and yeah. Um, and I don't have access to that. I don't mm. have access to my people any way that I would like, you know. Yeah. Um, and I kind of fed up on talking to my people on video call. I want to yeah, see them. Yeah. I want to touch them. Want to laugh and you know hug up my people. Yeah, 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 yeah. In that moment, when I when I did that reach out on social media. I needed more than what was available to me at the point in time. And as I mm-hmm. said, I was very happy that I did it after. I'm glad to. Because the response was definitely a healing response. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really happy to hear that. And, and you know what? I really wish you the best um, in your growth going forward because this is, just, it, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to to be in and um or, or to even experience or, or to know about yourself 
Um, mm-hmm. Your mental health journey is so important. And um, as we know this this week, based on our, um, based on what, what is trending right now in terms of Naomi Osaka talking about mm-hmm. you know, mental health, self-care, um, is important preserving your mental health is important it is it is and yeah. she is so right for mm-hmm. well it is my opinion that she is mm-hmm. so right for taking that mm-hmm. stance yeah. and um, yeah. because the reality of it is is that had she done what the world expected of her and mm-hmm. had a meltdown there would have been a different type of publicity around that moment exactly and you see the reality of it is is that the world that we live in today it would seem that people tend to prefer yeah they prefer to think yeah Yeah. hey this person on the records than to just support you to grow in a healthy way yeah yeah you know and i I just want to say cast to anybody that's listening Mm-hmm. If you feel that you want to talk to somebody about something, it doesn't matter what the topic is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Check out therapy. Um, yeah, it could be scary. You could feel like you could feel exposed, or all of those things that you're trying to limit yourself from going to do therapy within your mind. They are real mm-hmm. feelings that you could feel. But from my personal experience, I can only say to you that. That's just one part. Yeah. yeah. And once you could get over that feeling, after that, the light comes. Yeah. You know? It does. I also don't want to make anybody feel like when you go, it's a cure-all because you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to face yourself. You're going to have to hear some hard truths about yourself. You're going to have to make some tough decisions about how you go forward with certain actions. Absolutely. (laughs) But but it's worth it. It is. But the light comes. The light comes. Yes, it is mm-hmm. worth it. The light comes. You are so much stronger as an individual for it. And mm-hmm. the best, the best, best relationship that you could have in your lifetime is with mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, I hear because that. When you are alone. And when I mean alone, I don't mean like literally alone, but in inside mind, your in mind, head, yeah. in your head, it's only you hearing them thoughts, you know. Mm-hmm. It's only you hearing that fear and only you feeling the anxiety and only you hearing, seeing the blocks and hearing the limitations. And mm-hmm. to be free of that, my loves, you're going to have to work on it. Yeah. And sometimes we are not equipped on working on it alone. We are going to need somebody to help us get there. And that is what therapy does. It gives yeah. us a guide as we journey through all of the messiness that may encompass who we are. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's necessary. Very it necessary. It really is. It is necessary. It's and, very um, necessary. It is. It, it, it really there, nothing nothing to me there are a few things compared to me um outside of being able to realize yourself even when you realize listen on shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that you, you know how much of that you know say, how much of that I, I experience going through this journey but yeah. girl what is wrong with you 
I had a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. The self-check mm-hmm. was real and it was yep. a lot. Yep. And it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was necessary. I can tell you one thing for sure. Um, the relationship that I have with my wife now is so much better mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I decided to do therapy. Because mm-hmm. I can respect her mm-hmm. in, a, in a better way. In a diff- I can respect her period. And right. I can I can communicate to her mm-hmm. what I'm going through so that she could now be in a better place to respond to me. Because yes. you know, we also don't even realize that um if if you don't know yourself, you really can't communicate yourself to people. No, and, you don't. And you can't. You can't. And all you end up doing is being angry mm-hmm. when they don't understand you or they don't get you and lashing out. And lashing out. never gets the way you need it to be. Mm-hmm. It's just muddled and crazy all over the place. No all resolution. It's just painful. Mm-hmm. And just madness. Yeah, it's not cool. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It to me, as I said, the light comes and what it brings with it is mm-hmm. so much more valuable than staying in the dark. I hear that. I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, this conversation <laughs> was definitely enlightening. Um, I definitely want to talk about it some more um, at another time. And maybe sure. as you progress along your journey, you'd be able to share some more tips um, or more of the experience. Um, before you go, is there anything you want to say to anybody in terms of, you know, advice from one person to another regarding um, mental health and how they could help themselves? Um, so there's two things I want to say. For people who, for those of us who feel even an inclination that something's up, mm-hmm. something probably is up. <laughs> Start small. Book a session with your therapist, with a therapist. I would recommend elders because that's where I go. And Mm -hmm. um, the um, the people there are phenomenal, patient, Mm -hmm. open. Mm -hmm. And I would also say that for persons who are even in same sex relationships, just like I am, Mm -hmm. um, they accept persons. Who are in same sex relationships so that you can feel free to talk about whatever you need to talk about mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, for people who are in the position of having to deal with mm-hmm. persons who have diagnosis or who have mental health issues or who have behavioral disorders who they of themselves may not know about as yet mm-hmm. encourage your friends yeah go to therapy yeah. Because again, remember when we get up every day, we just live it. Yeah, we're yeah. not experiencing ourselves, and we may we not necessarily. Yeah. yeah, we may not necessarily feel like it's necessary. It may not even cross our minds, but mm-hmm. we can encourage our friends, and we can encourage ourselves to get a little check-in. Yeah, at least I'm here for it. Try it. I am yeah. here for it. I am here for it. I think that's really great advice. Mm-hmm. Really, really great advice. So thank you very much, welcome. darling, welcome. for joining me. And um, we will definitely catch up soon. Of course. No problem. Okay, love. Have a great evening. Bye. Bye. So that was a long one. 
but it was long, interesting, and I think um, chocked full of information. As I mentioned, there were two references there for mental health professionals that you can use, which is Dr. Tayo, um, as well as the Elders um, Association, which is essentially a group of therapists um, providing counseling and therapy for people from children to adults. Um, definitely a resource that I think should be used. Very easy to get onto them. Just Google it. The information is there. It's able for you to access it. Go ahead, look it up. And if you do feel like you need therapy or you should um, at least get a look and see if something is going on, use the resource available. You know, um, in this conversation with my friend, I was so happy that she was able to be so vulnerable and open about what was going on. And um, I really wish her all the best going forward. I want to close the conversation Dialing back to the beginning of this episode where I was speaking about Naomi Osaka. And I just want to mention something that I saw on CNN on, I think the article was written on Thursday, June 3rd. And it was about, you know, some of her sponsors really backing her on, you know, her stance. And one particular sponsor, Rookie, um, the enterprise software firm, lauded Osaka for speaking about her struggles. They said, anyone who has been impacted by mental health knows asking for help is hard. Christine Cephalo, Chief Marketing Officer, said in a statement, we applaud Naomi Osaka for prioritizing self-care and stand by her and can't wait to see her on the courts again soon. Sweet Green, a US restaurant chain of which Osaka is a brand ambassador and investor said, our partnership with Naomi is rooted in wellness in all its forms. We support her in furthering the conversation around mental health and are proud to have her as part of the Sweet Green team. These both endorsements are so positive and so exciting and really I hope that the strength of these entities really kind of help to continue to propagate the idea that mental health is a serious concern that we really should be taking care of it, that corporations begin to take mental health more seriously and not just say, here is what, you have an employee assistance program, so, you know, we have it covered, that they start to consider, um, you know, activities, uh, times, rest breaks during the day, all these things that are necessary to not just assist with productivity, but assist with keeping people happy in the workplace so that they can perform even better um, and I mean this from an international perspective and certainly here in Trinidad and Tobago. So I hope you guys have a great week. I think the week started off is going to start off pretty good based on um, the details that were given about restrictions etc on Saturday and um, just have a great week ahead. Do what you got to do, get your shit done, and let's look forward to doing something new this week. Have a fantastic week, guys. Take care. Bye.